Well, welcome back to Disciple 52. I'm John Norman with my host, Sam Baker, and special guest today, really special guest, Annabelle Brown. Hey, Annabelle. Hey. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Do you know why you're, so, why you're such a special guest, Annabelle? Why? Because you're my daughter. <laughs> How about that, Sam? Yeah. If this were video format, you'd see him beaming with yes. pride. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. One of my two daughters, one of my four children, and um, I'm, I'm just amazed at how they, uh, just what God's done in their life. And so it's awesome to watch your kids grow and serve the Lord and, and follow hard after Him like they're doing. So good job, Annabelle. Thanks. Make your daddy proud. <laughs> so uh, thank you for joining us today on Disciple 52. And what do you think about Disciple 52? Is it, uh, you finding it helpful in your spiritual journey? Yes, I love listening to the podcast after I've spent the week reading the chapter. And I love when you guys offer extra context that I wouldn't be able to get just from my normal reading. Good answer. <laughs> yeah. That's a great answer. She kind of reminded me of her Aunt Andrea just right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Um, it was well prepared. It was. You seemed prepared. Yeah. <laughs> Which Was that rehearsed? I can't, I can't always <laughs> say that about myself for this show. Um, what about the reading? So we're week, we're chapter 13, yep. so we're 13 weeks in. Yep. How are you holding up? How's your group hold? Yeah, how you holding up? How's your group holding up? Tell us a little bit about that. Um, I can definitely tell sometimes, like when we get busy during the week, it's hard to keep up with it. Mm -hmm. So far, I've kept up with the reading. I haven't been able to keep up with the memorization as well. But I've started back this week Mm -hmm. hard after. I did like six good weeks of like really memorizing, Mm -hmm. and then I kind of fell off for a little while. But I'm getting back on it. Yeah. One thing I do that I shared this a couple of weeks ago is, is I, I make me a index card hmm. with each week. And so sometimes I'll tote it around with me. It's a nice little memorization tool, memory yeah. card, uh, index card. Yeah. And I want to encourage everybody like uh, my uh, church right now is working through developing spiritual habits like fasting and prayer and yep. keeping a Sabbath and all that. And we constantly remind each other, this is a practice. You practice and you make these things habits. Coming right out of the gate, being good at this is not really expected of anyone. Like, yeah, put in the work, be held accountable, but give yourself a break if you're not just like super good at this right out of the gate. And I think what it's hard for us to understand and, and wrap our brain around is how the Holy Spirit uses the truth of God's Word to renew our minds and to change the way we think about things, to change the way we see things, to change the way we respond to things. And it's 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 really something that I believe that is a supernatural um, that that supernatural benefit that we get by just being obedient to hiding the word of God in our hearts. And so it's kind of like, you know, you don't necessarily feel it happening. But you will, the more time you spend in God's Word, the more time you devote yourself to putting it in your heart and putting it in your mind, you will see there will come a day. There will come, it's kind of like learning another language when all of a sudden you start thinking in that language. Yeah. And there will come a day if you dedicate yourself to studying the Word of God, you will you will find yourself thinking 
and thinking about what the Word of God says, and it will change your moods. It will change your demeanor. It will change your relationships. And so after, you know, following Jesus for, you know, a good 25 years now and putting this practice in into work in my life, I can tell you that, that I feel that is absolutely a benefit of of what we're doing here. And awesome. So, so okay, so we are in John chapter thirteen. Yep. Um, if you are if you're joining us for the first time, I really encourage you to uh, find the Disciple Fifty Two reading list. Uh, go back, start at John one. There's a podcast for that. Scroll yep. down, go back, get caught up. Um, you can find us on Facebook and Spotify, all yep. the all the podcasts. Yep, uh, Apple Podcasts. Yep, wherever you get podcasts. Yeah. Um, and so, chapter thirteen. This is the beginning of Act Two. Mm-hmm. So, if John's kind of a two part. We got Act One. We got a, like not really intermission, but this transitional section, and then we have Act Two, and this really starts this second situation off where we've had the Lazarus situation and now we're going to get into Jesus's like final week of life and where the first section is very narrative. This is going to still carry some narrative, but it's going to be a ton of teaching. A lot of Jesus quotes. He's going to go through long, uh, discursive sections where he's like laying it on the line, answering some questions, explaining all the little details. And a big difference is like where the first act was very public. You had crowds falling around. Um, first of all, crowds are going to take on a different connotation in the second part. And a lot of the teaching is going to be very private. And what happens out in public is not going to be like, Signs and wonders, That's except right. for the crucifixion and the resurrection. But, uh, you know. And the ascension. Yeah, all that stuff. So, um, but you'll see what we're talking about uh, if you stick with us. But important to note um, that when we start 13. Yeah, I, I hadn't thought about it up until now, but I don't think from this point on, I don't think other than the resurrection, I don't think there's any more miracles no. I don't think Jesus performed any more miracles from now to the end. Mm-mm. So, interesting. The big one. The the main one. Well, two, main two. Yeah. Ascension. Res- resurrection. Three. Ascension. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, chapter 13. So, we are at the Feast of the Passover. Jesus has been at this feast before, which should tell you um, this. John takes place over years, not weeks. Mm-hmm. So we're back at the Feast of the Passover. And they, people were questioning, like, do you think he's going to come back into town because everybody's looking for him? He does come back into town, and he doesn't sneak back into town. No. Um, so he comes for this big deal. Uh, we talked about that in Chapter 12. And so now we're at the 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 Last Supper. Yep. It's a real famous scene. Yep. Often depicted with just like the 12 there, but there were other people in the room. Yeah. 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 It was a big deal. All right, Annabelle. Well, 
you're our guest, so we're going to let you share with our audience, which is vast. <laughs> um, what's your what verse are you going to try to memorize from John chapter thirteen? For John chapter thirteen, I chose two verses. Oh wow! I always find that you hard. might as well, right? <laughs> I always find it hard to just choose one. <laughs> I mean, you, you you haven't been memorizing the other ones, so you might have to just choose whoa, two. Whoa. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was that so was encouraging. <laughs> Positive, encouraging, John Norman. I chose versus sarcasm eight and nine. is our family love language. So. <laughs> um, where it says. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then, Lord, Simon Peter replied, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Mm. Good, good, good interaction there. Yeah. Powerful interaction there. Yeah. Why did you choose that one? How did that speak to you? <clears throat> um, well, I really liked, first of all, how even though this is um, just Jesus really physically humbling himself um to serve his disciples it's also like a spiritual lesson where he's saying that i'm the only person that can actually cleanse you and so mm-hmm. if you don't get cleansed by me then yeah i don't know what you're gonna do yeah um, <laughs> there ain't no cleansing yeah. yeah and then it's like once peter realizes that he's like oh okay then give me all of it give me as much yeah. as i can get yeah yeah so. yeah this is a powerful Powerful interaction between uh, Peter and Jesus, and as true Peter fashion, he's he's bobbing and weaving and trying to do. He's trying to be his own guy, you yeah. know. He's trying to call the shots here, you know. Yeah. He's trying to say, "No, nah, this is the way this is going to happen." He's like, mm, "I don't think so." Yeah, <laughs> outkick the coverage. Yeah. That's Peter's life motto. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Sam, uh, what's your verse? Oh, I went with uh, verse 16. Uh, truly, truly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. And so this is kind of like uh, you said, this is like him humbling himself physically was not just the act of showing what kind of leadership and what kind of kingdom and kind of, Jesus' economy, but um, also this was a spiritual lesson for his disciples. Like, hey, I'm doing this for you. This is how you should treat one another. That's right. I mean, in a large sense, it's a race to the bottom to see who can be the servant of all and the least of all. Mm -hmm. And so by serving each other in this way, instead of the rat race for the top, that's right. it's like how can we serve one another and— take care and and kind of the the summary of that is like well how is a you know a servant is not greater than his master if you see me doing this this is the stuff you need to be doing yeah this is Um, the example yeah you you're peter you can't outkick my coverage (laughs) (laughs) um i don't know why football is just on the mind it's not even football season here so, and my verse was just right before that, uh, verse 15. For I have given you an example that you also should do as I have done. Yeah. And and so, 
Jesus really w- was introducing a, a new form of leadership here mm-hmm. that was not what they were. Again, like you mentioned before, Annabelle, they had this expectation that Jesus was going to come in and deliver them, you know, and now he's washing their feet. You know, and this is not what their idea of a leader was. Mm-hmm. And I mean, have you seen this work, Sam? Have you seen in in terms of leadership? You're a leader, and leaders have people that follow them. And ideally, ideally, <laughs> if you think you're, I'll, I'll yeah, quote. Yeah. I'm not a big John Maxwell fan, but I'll quote John Maxwell. If you think you're a leader. You know, turn around and see if someone's following you. Yeah. If if they're not, then you're probably not a leader. Yeah, right. Jesus obviously was a leader. He had lots of people following him. Yeah, and he was a what I think in our what we've in modern church. I don't know how long this term has been around, but he was a servant leader. Oh, that absolutely. was that was the new. I don't know if that term ever existed before, before. Jesus mm. or if it, in other cultures. I don't know, Sam. Do you have any? Knowledge about that? Or? No. Um, I'd be interested. The most I've ever heard is like there was a concept of like priest king. Yeah. Well before Jesus. I mean, going back to yeah. Melchizedek. Yeah. Priest sure. king. Um, but. This is still different than that. I yeah, think. definitely. Yeah. I mean, somebody who is being the example of how to serve each other and actually doing it. Not just saying like decreeing, hey, go do this. Be nice. Because did priests like serve the people like Jesus did? No, not like that. No, they were serving God. They were being served. On behalf of the people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but they were still like kind of on a pedestal. And so, but this, I, I, you know, I see this, um, model that Jesus gave us in this example really is very, you know, one thing Jesus said, if you want to be great in the kingdom, then make yourself the servant, make yourself least. Yeah. And this runs squarely against our American, you know, culture. Oh, big time. You know, um, I don't know if this, I don't know if there is a culture that this like plays well with. I agree. It's probably not just. I, mean, I just don't know of a culture. No, I don't think so either. I, I think I think in most cultures, you know, the the powerful, the wealthy, you know, those people who seem to have the power, you follow them. Yeah. You know, um, heard about a heard about a tribe in Africa who worships Satan. I was reading this in a. Um, like actual Satan, like an yeah, like actual. They worshipped Satan. <laughs> oh, okay, I mean that it was it was an African tribe that worshipped the devil. Okay, and they believed in God. Okay, but they weren't afraid of God. Okay, they served the devil because they were afraid he would hurt them. Oh yeah, yeah. And okay. if if they didn't serve him, they mm-hmm. they wasn't worried about God hurting them. Yeah, you know, and so they were serving what they feared. Okay. You know, and so I think that's kind of like most people will, we follow the leader because if we don't follow the leader, <laughs> yeah, we could be left out of. Well, there's this, like, Jesus just got again and again 
gives them the picture of like, this is what it looks like to be about the will of the Father. That's right. This is the will of the Father. The the laws and the rules that you guys are following are not necessarily the will of the Father. Uh, it, you know, like checking the boxes, right. that's not the will of the Father. Right. Not that I'm not saying they were doing that for salvation, but this whole like ceremonial cult part of it yeah. is not necessarily the ritual. The will. Yeah, is yeah. not the will of the Father. That's right. To serve one another, to listen to God and do what He tells you to That's do. Right. That is the will of the Father. There, there's a heart. Yeah. Behind every law, it's the heart of God that God's mm-hmm. revealing to you by sharing these laws with you. Yeah. He's revealing His nature. Yeah. To you, mm-hmm. and by but I think they they had just taken the law and made it something yeah. that it was never meant to be. Yeah. And Paul's going to talk more about that when we and, read and, Romans and they and made they made but, their ability to follow the law. Yeah. They made that as like a badge of honor, and if you could convince people that you were but a badge the law, of honor to glorify themselves. That's right. That's and right. And Jesus is constantly, especially in John, this is how you glorify the Father by doing the will of the Father. That's right. And this is what it looks like to do the will of the Father. That's right. uh, even the quotes like, "What should I do now?" Say. Oh, please take this from me. And yeah. he's like, nope. I mean, we. this is what has to be this done to will. glorify the Father. That's right. And so, you know, serving others, um, if you want to, if you want to influence others, if you want to, um, really have an impact and be able to speak into others' lives and, then this is the way. This is this is the tool Jesus gave us to connect with people and to show people that we genuinely love them. Um, and and this is it. It's serving. That's what he did. He's the he's the servant. You know, he's the um, Jesus came not to be served. He says, yeah, but to serve. Not only that, I mean, th- think about the content. Uh, we all picked verses that have a lot to do with this whole like Jesus had a point yep. at, at some time in the supper he like takes his outer garments off he gets down he starts washing feet in the middle of a sedition plot yeah that he knows is unfolding <laughs> yeah. within his midst yeah doesn't derail him being the example that he needs to That's be right. so there's no excuse of like well things went south so I had to change the game up to deal with that situation. And I think that's like sometimes, I I mean, I know I've been caught in my life being like, well, I would do the will of the Father. But there were extenuating circumstances (laughs) which made it kind of not the the best idea. Mm -hmm. Where Jesus is just like constantly, it's always the best idea. No matter what happens. Coming back to Jerusalem for the Passover is the best idea because of the will of the Father, even though I know I'm going to die, even though I know Judas is planning to betray me right now, I'm still going to do what I got to do. I'm still going to wash his feet. Yeah, yeah I'm still going to wash his feet. I'm going to do what the Father told me to do. That's right. Yeah, and he knew that Judas was going to do that, and he never treated him 
less than in such a way that any of the other disciples would ever question if it was Judas. Like they had no idea because Jesus treated him the same way he treated everyone else. And to me, this, um, this whole thing that's unfolding here, Sam, it just shows you how much faith Jesus had in the Father that he was free to wash his enemy's feet. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and he even knew that washing his enemy's feet was not going to change yeah. what his enemy was going to do. Mm-hmm. But he still loved this person the same way he loved those who weren't going to betray him. Right. Because that's who God is. God's, that's... Well, he didn't withhold his character from people he knew weren't going right. to follow him. That's yeah. right. And I think that's, I mean, not to like... That's what you call integrity? Over-spiritualize <laughs> it for the church, but I mean... No, that's what you call integrity. Yeah. You know, that that's what it means to be one with the Father, you know, and... You're like, who Jesus is is available to those who will follow him and those who That's right, not. and here's the thing. He wasn't afraid of what his enemy could do to him. Nope. He knew what his enemy was going to do. He wasn't afraid of it. He even knew the Father was going to use it to accomplish the Father's plan. Which is pretty strong. I mean, if you are just like, I mean, that's pretty strong. Oh, yeah. To just be like, yeah, I know what you're going to do, but I'm not afraid. I'm just going to keep on my plan. I'm going to let you know that I know, but it doesn't matter. Whatever you're doing, you need to do it quick. Yeah. Go ahead and do it. Go on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because I got things to tell these other guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, Don't drag it out. Just do it. Well, this this chapter, all of this is just I'm. This is not my first time reading through John, um, but I tell you, do it in this way. Looking at these verses, you know, looking for that one that I really want to hone in on, and I want to commit to memory. I really would have thought you would have chose thirty four. Well, that was the obvious choice for me, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I was like, I'm not going to choose that. John, it's got in my Bible as John Norman uh, with uh, an arrow. Point. <laughs> well, actually, when I said that was the obvious choice, I thought you might. I, I thought it might have something to say about unity, but no, this is just love one another, just as I have loved you. Yeah. Um, or 35. By yeah. this, all people would know that you're my desire disciples if you have love for one another yeah and see here's the thing now sam going in from here on into verse 17 in chapter 17 oh, 19 yeah. we're we're getting into the home turf we're getting comfortable, into comfortable the thing you know the, the what i think is the message and the purpose of christ coming is that we would partake of the divine nature that we would mm. be one with the father that we would truly become sons and daughters of God. And he would impart to us a nature that only wants to do what he does. Yeah. He would impart to us a nature that only wants to say what he is saying and do what he is doing, you know, and I get excited about that because, you know, I've had enough of the, of the old nature that has robbed me and God it's robbed me of the blessings of God and it's robbed God of the glory that he is worthy of mm-hmm. and it's robbed me of the the abundant life that Christ 
came to give me, you know. And so um, that being able to be in getting a, a good understanding or a clear understanding and a deeper understanding of what it means to be um, Jesus's disciple and a, and a child of God. Because, you know, we all like to think the world likes to tell us, oh, we're all children of God. Yeah. Well, we were all intended to be. And there's, yes. all, there's a way for us to be, and there's been provision made for us, but it's still, it's, it's, a, it's a path we've got to choose. Yeah. So going through John like this, is there anything that you've, um, like, seen that you're like, I didn't see that before? Um, I definitely see, like, the continuity through it all. Like, mm-hmm. I was just sitting here thinking as y'all are talking about... Um, like the hard things that Jesus was about to go through being for the glory of God and like reflecting back, I think it's in chapter nine when Jesus heals the lame man Mm -hmm. and they're asking like what his parents, like, Oh, his parents must've sinned. So that's why he's been lame Mm -hmm. his whole life. Mm -hmm. And they're like, no, this happened so that his healing could be for the glory of God. And so then it's caused me to reflect like back in my life, any hard things that I've done or that I've been through and like how God got the glory in that situation Mm -hmm. and kind of shifting my perspective about that. But that's just one scenario of like the different themes that it's like so clear, um, that are very like all throughout John. That's good. Yeah. I mean, how beneficial would it be to us if when we were facing hard things, if we just stopped and had that conversation with God, God, how can you be, how do you want to be, how can I yeah. glorify you in this situation? How can I yeah. walk with you through this situation? Mm-hmm. You know, so good stuff, Annabelle. <laughs> yeah. All well, right. Thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. See you guys later.